1: Supernatural Station podcast. This is a paranormal-themed journey, the train ride into the strange. I'm joined with my co-host, Jaron Daniels. It's happening. And our other special guest and co-host, Sean Lawrence.
0: What's going on, everybody?
1: Alright, Jared, what are we talking about on this one? One of my favorite things that I find very intriguing is people of the blue-collar work. And one of the blue-collar work items I'm talking about is truck drivers. These guys have crazy stories, you guys. I've been I'm in the rabbit hole right now. I've been deep diving. This deep dive's getting me. And uh, I think the truck drivers' stories here are going to be baffling to the beholder. Yeah, and you know, and shout out to the truck drivers because they pretty much run our country in a lot of ways when it comes to the food supply and, um, you know, the entire supply chain really relies on them and they're working those long, long, long hours away from their families and stuff. And then on top of that, they run into these weird things that happen to them out there on the road. It's like, man... I can't, I can't imagine. And I will say that I think most truck driving companies have policies that they can't drive impaired at all. Like, it's intense, you know? So I will say that I, I see these as more credible than a lot of things. Yeah, you get the occasional truck driver that, like, wears a dress when he's driving and stuff. It's a little bit wrong sometimes. There's some weirdos out there. But most of our truck drivers are good dudes that are just trying to make a living. Good females as well. Good men and women. Yeah. Um, but they have some strange stuff happen. Yep. And I'm shouting out like Ohio and Kentucky and all you weird states, man, that I still want to go visit because there's so many weird things that happen in those places. Or yeah. down Route 66 towards California and Nevada and stuff. There's some weird stuff out there, too. You get down in these uh, desert lands. Yeah, I got some crazy stories.
0: Yeah, you got to think, too, because these guys, you know, they they they're out on the road all the time. A lot of them probably drive the same route. So, you know, that. They're probably going to know the roads. They're probably going to know the the neighborhoods. And so when you have a story from a truck driver that, what what am I trying to say? They're, they're like if just, they see something
1: that's out of place, yeah, it's like it makes exactly. of, it, it really stands out for them probably because you know they're like I know this road back you know back to back like the back of my hand thing, and uh, seeing something that's way out of place really for sure. And I don't think they're driving with their eyes closed, but I think they could do it. If you gave them the opportunity, probably. To oh yeah, that's
0: before. That's unless uh, automation takes over by then, which oh, no. I don't we think any, just... anybody wants that. But we yeah. were just watching an AI
1: <laughs> thing. It was too much, guys. Yeah, this AI deep dive is scary too. Well, also think about this. Imagine you start your day in Seattle and you end your day all the way down in Florida, or you know, you end your day. Yeah. You know what I mean, and, and so you're driving like from totally different types of climates to another different type of climate. You know, that, and then there's these areas that have like really you know big. They're famous for UFOs, or they're famous for. You know Cryptid sightings like dogmen, all this kind of stuff, right? And you, you may drive into one of those places and then also into the other, you know. And so it's like, man, I don't know, it just I can't even fathom it. I got one uh, for you guys, this cool. is a good one. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw a movie, The Fog, I don't know if it was even called The Fog. Oh, yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember, remember yeah, that. I remember yeah, The so. Fog
0: and the Mist. I don't so, know which one it was.
1: Yeah, there was two of those. Yeah, one of them had Tom Willing in it, I can't remember which one was the which one, but. This one's called the Fog, and it's a true story of an actual driver that worked for Pride Transport. So this is literally from their website. So again, this is why it's even more credible, you guys. It's not like from like some random re- you know, Reddit site, which we do look at sometimes too. But I think this is cool that it's like literally on their website. I was driving for Costco a few years back. It was around this time of year. We usually took extra toy shipments to various locations due to the holiday season. We got a call from one of our locations in rural Kentucky. What did I say about Kentucky? Kentucky always shows up on these stories. They needed yeah. to restock their shelves full of giant Spider-Man dolls. Shout out, giant Spider-Man dolls. Cause Wait, which cool. one? Andrew Garfield? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> they knew that I was a fast driver, so hey, I'm the transporter. You give me the last minute light night duties and I'll do it. I loaded my truck and headed out on the 265. I was It was around 3 a.m. when I started to have this eerie feeling. I chalked it up to just being tired and popped a couple of no-dos. About 15 minutes later, the road started to fog up. I mean, not more so than any other time before or since. But it got to the point where I had to pull off to the side and wait. There weren't any other cars on the road, and I was ahead of time, so I figured, hmm, I could wait until it cleared up a bit. About five minutes of sitting there, still in silence, my truck goes dead. No lights, no engine, nothing. I tried my CB, but couldn't get a hold of anyone. I checked my cell phone, and there's no signal. As I'm sitting there, contemplating my next move, I hear what sounds like a child crying. It slowly morphed into a woman crying. Ew. Or at least that's what it sounded like to me. Now, I'm a big man. I'm 6'3", 250 pounds. Again, this isn't me talking. This is the story, right? But I am around that same weight, y'all. It's tough. 250 pounds, but I refused to exit my cab. I did roll down my window and asked if anybody needed help. At that point, the crying just stopped. Then I heard what sounded like a sinister laugh. At this point, I felt like the laughter was directed to me. So I rolled up my window and it seemed like the more that I scared, the more the scared I became, the louder the laugh went. Then as soon as it started, it stopped. And just like that, my truck started back up and the fog dissipated. I drove out there like a bat out of hell. I get to the next truck stop to pull in. I run to the bathroom and pour water on my face and ask myself, Did this really just happen? It's uh, it's like the whole the wailing entities that, that try to lure you to something dangerous. Again, we always talk about that, but, you know, it's like, again, like the, the fairies and the fae always bring that up, the, those Native American ones too that they have, that you know, the screaming in the woods and the very similar stories, you know, and they say they warn their children, like, don't go out there, you know, because it's going to lead you to harm type of stuff. What and, I wonder... Oh, sorry. I'm oh, going, go ahead. No. I was going to say, what I wonder about this story is, or just in general with this type of stuff is like, why does it pinpoint one specific person in the middle of nowhere? And I think... Part of it is obviously to not be caught, whatever this might be. But I wonder if it's just like, it's out of energy. You know, there's nothing around. And so, whatever this entity might be...
0: Well, I find it interesting that the whole truck died. So, I mean, as paranormal investigators at one point in our life, mm-hmm. like, you know, you always hear about the, you know, the, the spiritual realm sucking energy to manifest, right? So, I mean, this could go like, you know, from the ghostly realm to, like you said, like some kind of a siren... Trying to get him to get out of the truck. Like, what would have happened if he got out of the truck? Right? Yeah.
1: And I find it eerily similar to the classic Bigfoot and rake stories and Wendigo stories mm-hmm. where they talk about they'll be, you know, at the, at a cabin next to the woods. I'm just saying they as in any general person or group of people. Yeah. Because I, I always ask who is they in somebody's story. But um, so there's this group of people at a cabin or something, right? And then there's the forest right there and maybe a kid's playing with a ball and then all of a sudden they hear some crying in the forest. It's always that. Yeah. And it's like, it's such a good tactic for something that's a predator to get somebody to, you know, lure themselves into a a dangerous spot. And so I think that's being used. All right, guys. Well, I also have one, but this one, I think, um, I was stumbled upon. I thought it was pretty interesting and it's not, it doesn't seem paranormal, but it seems really creepy. And I put myself in the place of the truck driver when I was reading it. So I was like, woof. So this one comes from, uh, it's a Reddit one, uh, GozyNYR. I was 23. My newly married husband and I decided driving team would be a fun adventure after college, rather than jumping into a 9-to-5. I was down in Arizona on a long stretch of nothing, about 4 a.m., when a guy pulled up next to me waving his CB. I never left mine on, listening to those guys' BS was irritating. I turned on my CB, and he told me I'd blown out my tire. I thanked him, figuring I would stop at the next truck stop. He kept harassing me to pull over and check my tire for a good 40 miles. I finally got to the next town and the and pilot truck stop. Got out and checked my, tr- my truck. No tires were blown anywhere. No clue what this guy would have done to me, but so glad I trusted my gut and didn't stop. You know what this is? It's a creepy. Joyride. Candy cane. Yeah. Right. Right. I was just playing with you. Did, did, was
0: it another truck in the yeah. CB radio that yeah. wanted him to pull over? Yeah, so he That's was like creepy.
1: driving next to another. Oh, like, was driving next and to the him? guy was like with the CB, like, hey, you got a blown yeah. tire. Yeah. <laughs> right? Just to
0: get him to pull over. That's yeah. scary. and he's then like, you do it. he's he's
1: kind of like, okay, I'm no. gonna, you know, I'll do it. And then he's, you know, but never pulled over because he had saw a bad the feeling. I
0: wonder if he actually saw it or if it was just like a silhouette.
1: So here's another like little short one that I thought I'd just share because we're, you know, still going here. But this one's crazy. So this one's from Biff McGee. Um, also another reddit
0: what? so the reason i'm sharing
1: <laughs> so the reason i'm open to sharing these reddit ones is because i myself have told true paranormal stories on reddit before and so i believe that there's a lot out there that is true and then i think there's probably some forgeries too just like anything so anyway i thought i'd just share this one but this is just such a short one so i drove by a marsh every night when i was going from home to work one night i saw a car pulled over with hazards on Dude was covered head to toe in blood. No crash, no injury, just covered in blood.
0: That's scary. What the what heck? What Why is he walking? There's no
1: crash. No, there's no busted up car. He's just a walking he's just completely guy. Completely like well, charred covered in blood. I know you guys can't hear see this on the audio, but what if he just like. Reminds me so much of creep show, like yeah, exactly. Thanks for the ride, lady.
0: (laughs) Thanks for the ride. i so scary. He keeps getting more smushed. No way. Yeah, because she does. (laughs)
1: She's so rude. She just keeps hitting. Dude, he's just trying to get a ride. Trying to show, like, yeah. uh, One, one more really quick one. It's kind of so I I want to do all three of these because they all kind of are similar in in the way that like they may just be really freaked up people, you know, that are not paranormal in any way, shape, or form. But careful, we let Roman do this third one and we both of us go into trance. Yeah. It's like Beetlejuice. Say three times, it's over. So this one's toxic waste three three one. Saw a clown staggering down an alley in the city, back <laughs> facing us. Hello. <laughs> While we were coming to a stoplight at about 1 a.m., looked like he was still blowing balloons. Not seeing his face made it more ominous. I'm not sure if it was like a really creepy, sad. Maybe he was on his way to abduct children, or maybe he was just a blind drunk guy after a long day. But what is that? Like, <laughs> he's in a clown costume, like, walking down this the road. It makes me wonder, like, what are people doing with their spare time? <laughs> yeah. like, are these real people Number one? Yeah.
0: Number two, like, do you remember the clown fiasco? Yeah. yeah. When they're breaking pumpkins? I don't know when to <laughs> Remember
1: story? that one big one that, like, breaks the pumpkin on camera and just yeah. scares at That's it? Scary. Yeah. That was aggressive. It but weird. that well,
0: probably would freak you out, though, if you oh, saw yeah. that. Like, just driving by an alleyway and just a random clown is yeah. just out there. No way. Walking
1: down the alley. Yeah.
0: So here's one more. Actually, we probably have a couple more, but these are interesting because, like it's, like, like we mentioned, the truck drivers, they they should know these routes, and they, they probably get to see a lot more, you know, cryptid, creepy things than most people, especially when they're by themselves and whatnot. And it, it actually, it's funny, before I read this story, um, a lot of truck drivers, like, they start listening to um, a lot of religious things, yeah. like a lot of sermons and, and churches and stuff, and it's like, I wonder how many of those truck drivers, you know, saw something that that kind of either freaked them out or something they didn't understand, and so like they're like, "I gotta get right, you all right. Yeah, I gotta start thinking about this stuff, you know. Um, I can't even imagine, you know, like eight, ten hours on the on the road at night, like you're just to your thoughts, you know. It's probably yeah. all those
1: crashes too. Like I I can't imagine seeing crashes because you see a lot more when you're truck driving, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, just bodies and just I don't know, just creepy stuff. I'm sure. Yeah.
0: So this story is um, another redditor Hicks' son JD, and it starts out: friend of mine was driving an overnight through Arizona on a basically abandoned road, and his truck started having electrical issues, lights cutting on and off, no CB, etc. After about five minutes of that, a convoy of law enforcement slash federal emergency vehicles passed him. In the middle of the emergency vehicles, there was a flatbed semi, so it's coming the opposite direction. There was a flatbed semi in the middle of the emergency vehicles uh, with a massive saucer-shaped item chained to the bed, covered with tarps. About five minutes after passing the convoy, his radio and the truck electrics came back up. He still recounts it as the craziest thing he's ever experienced on the road, so apparently in the vicinity of whatever this thing that was being carried was enough to shut down. But why would it shut down his and not the others unless Right there, unless maybe they prepared the vehicle.
1: Yeah, they probably you know. have like special VPN type stuff for those vehicles when they're doing that. Yeah, I or like like a Faraday cage that like blocks yeah, all the yeah. radiation type yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, they have so. to. They probably know the tech, you know, and I think. I don't know. Is is that magnets that does that, or is it just electro waves? It's like sn- waves. I think it's like sound waves or radiation of some sort. But it would
0: make sense. Maybe maybe it's um maybe it's like a protection thing. Yeah. That whoever whoever agency is carrying this craft does it on purpose so that it helps mask what people might be seeing. Right. You know, and if it's like you know, I, I imagine like um, what was it on. Um, like uh, Justice League, mm-hmm. you know, when he shuts down all the lights and then he shows up. I wonder if they, they have something similar like that. Yeah. Where they can actually like turn off lights so that you didn't see anything, you know, kinda of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but that was like right in the four corner zone, you know, Arizona, like definitely the big hotspot for UFOs, that area in Nevada, right? So yeah, that's yeah. I I think it was a UFO for sure. I just think it's interesting that if they're coming from that area then that means it's from it's definitely from one of those bases, you know, the classic bases that you hear it all the time, you know? The S fours, the area fifty ones, probably something that's even more hidden, but you know, it's still in the same vicinity. I think all those bases probably connect. There's probably some kind of interweaved connection. And then, I wonder I wonder like in that situation if it's like a recovered craft and they just barely picked it up and that's why they're moving it to like the secured location or like why would they want to move it? You know, what what's the point? Like they should be able to just fly, you know, to the next location or something. I, I just think that's kinda of weird that they risk going on the road where others might see it but this was late at night like early early morning late at night kind of thing so maybe they're just you know i guess guessing and anticipating there's going to be nobody on the road i know it's a random thought but uh there'll be times i'll be sitting out you know having a cigar or something just relaxing on the balcony uh where i live and i'm on the third floor and there's like where i'm sitting you can see all the stars and stuff and i know this isn't like fully connected to what we're talking It, it is you'll see what i'm saying but um i feel like i'll be sitting out there you guys and like all of a sudden it'll be like a nice super nice day and then all of a sudden, I'll hear like a, one of those really loud helicopters, and then it'll get cloudy, like oh, super dear. cloudy. And then after it gets cloudy, it's like, there's like, you can see like little lightning stuff here and there in the clouds, and it makes me wonder if they're like, if they have some kind of weather tech, and they're like moving UFOs secretly so people don't see them at night. Yeah. I mean, that'd be the best cover is to have. There was a guy, and I, oh man, I, it's going to kill me because I'm not going to be able to remember his name, but he was, um, he was experimenting with trying to create rain um, in, in a time. He was living in a time in an area where they were experiencing like a rainless situation. It was like a drought type situation and they couldn't grow crops and everything. And he figured out, I guess, some way to like make it rain, you know, and uh, it was using some kind of technology or some kind of um, hidden hidden knowledge or something that we didn't know about. And, yeah, that's that's like, weird. Maybe they have something like that so they can conceal. You know how they flame. have a, this is a weird thought, but you know how they have ozone machines for, we, me and Roman are apartment managers, which is our day job. By the way, this is our, the thing we love. Um, but I will say that, you know, when you're an apartment manager, you'll run into stuff where there'll be something super smelly in an apartment or something, right, with the curry smells or whatever it might be, and you can't get it out. And so the only way you can do it is with this thing called an ozone machine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it'll basically suck the entire air out of the, out of that room, and you can't go in there. If you do, I literally, I'll start like seizing up and coughing and stuff. And so, I think they have something very similar to that, but it's opposite. It creates moisture; it pulls the moisture from wherever there, whatever's really in the air, and condenses it right condense in like, one area. Right. If, okay. if I'm thinking yeah. scientifically, which I'm not very smart, but if there was a, something you could use like that, I would say something that's like that would thought. be that's a good. really good. You know thing. No, you know, I mean, that, that's
0: that. a good tie into maybe part of the subject is uh, weather manipulation and control. That's yeah. that's actually. Um, know yeah, that's a hot topic, and I don't. You're not far off. You're not the first one. Yeah. Um, obviously, the the movie that came out, you know, the Nope movie, or whatever, tried to kind of assimilate this, uh, you know, UFO thing uh, with the clouds. But I did see that, by the way. Actually, I mean. you know, it's funny though. Is uh, I actually remember there was a moment in my life when I was at the baseball game, and towards the east of the of the mountain mountain range, I don't remember what they call the mountain range right there, but um, in Salt Lake in the baseball field, was kind of downtown, and I was at the game because it was like a work-related thing, they just kind of like, you know, have people come to the game, and I remember that it, there's a, even an article, we might be able to find it, but it's an article of the cloud that never moved, and it was a... Oh, yeah. It, it, was, uh, it was a funky-looking oh. cloud, and I mean, science tries to pull it off by saying, you know, it's a wind tunnel current kind of thing, which, whatever, but... But it didn't move. It was all, the thing is, is this is what you don't want, is all the other clouds around it moved. Right. So it's like, okay, so what are the odds that in this little pocket, that this cloud that kind of resembled a cloud, but it was kind of like a cigar-shaped looking cloud. Yeah. But all the other like puffy, uh, what do they call those, uh, nimbus clouds around right. it were moving like it was clearly moving. I've it's seen pictures of that. Where...
1: I know there's pictures of it somewhere. And also the Salt Lake Bee Stadium is the one you're talking about, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And you were looking east towards yep. the Wasatch Front, the yeah. um, Rocky Mountains. So, if you guys wanted to look into this, it's, like, you could literally just type in, like, Salt Lake Beach Stadium. That's where, um, and you could see the mountain view from what he's talking about. It's really pretty, guys. We're really lucky to have those mountains around us. If you want to see it, that's also where, like, the Sandlot dudes um, that made Sandlot, they'll go there, like, once every four, you know, five or so years and go see a game and stuff. So you'll probably find a ton of pictures of these stadium. All right, I also have another one that I thought was really interesting. I like these ones like this because I think they happen more often than we think, and they never get told. This one is also Reddit. It comes from H-D-O-R-S-E-T-T Case. I don't know how you say that, but... um, So it says, My grandfather told me this story about how he was driving west to east along an empty stretch of road in southern South Dakota. He stopped at a stop sign at an intersection with nothing in sight. No buildings and no other vehicles. Then there was a bright light that hit him. He looked up and saw a bunch of blinking lights. Next thing he knew, he was at the counter of a diner about an hour down the road. It was about six hours later, and he had no idea what had happened. He asked the person at the diner when he came in, and the guy told him he came in about 10 minutes ago, and he just started drinking coffee without talking much. My grandpa told him what had happened, and the guy said uh, something like, yep, that happens around here sometimes. Nothing weird ever ever happened to him ever again. He avoided that area for the rest of his life. He said he doesn't believe in aliens and doesn't know what happened. He just told me never to tell this story to other people. But he died years ago and most of the people who knew him are dead. So I figured it was okay. What I think is kind of strange is why, it's just a random thought, but like why do people that get abducted? Because me and Rowan feel like we've had that occurrence as well. Um, and it's, we have some good proof behind that, which is coming out in another podcast that we'll share you guys the link on soon. Um, shout out. Um, but I will say that the thing I think that's weird is like, why is it that humans are, I, maybe we don't know what this is, but I still don't know what it is, but why are, why are we scared of reimagining what happened during those times? And I think, you know, how was like, I avoided that area the rest of my life, you know, it's like. I'm kind of more curious, like, minded. Mm -hmm. I'd almost be like, we need to figure out what this is. Like, get closer to it and find a way to, if it's evil, destroy it or something. I don't know. But I think we have that animal fight or flight thing. Maybe that's what it is. Like, you know, but I feel bad for cows then. Like, cows are, like, thinking about us all the time, you know? Yeah, maybe there's, like, an underlying trauma that still, like, is there, even though he doesn't remember a single thing about, like, any memories. Yeah. Maybe there's still that trauma that when he goes to that area, it's all tied back to the what he went through and he doesn't even know what that is right? but it's like his body's reacting like oh yeah. I mean I heard another podcast where they were talking about um, an ad- abduction thing that happened um, it was actually on the confessionals which is a podcast we love to listen to shout out Tony Merkel he does great work over there but I will say that like on that podcast yep. yeah. <laughs> I will say on that podcast he's like acting like it's the most traumatic experience and he feels bad that he allowed some siblings to be involved in it and stuff being that he drove up to where the abduction occurred and stuff but there was no trauma that really happened that he could that he could really pinpoint. So it was like nothing really bad happened to him from what I could tell. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But he's so scared of it. Like it's the most the scariest thing that's ever happened to him. And so I just kind of wonder about that, I guess. That's just a random thought.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I wonder if it's um something's in like with abductions you hear a lot of um, fake memories kind of uh, what do they call it
1: screen memories screen, screen memories yeah which is what happened to us
0: I'm wondering if screen memories and this is just me spitballing is only half the picture I wonder yes. if they intentionally put, uh, put some kind of a fear so that you it, it, it's like a mechanism to prevent the spread of this whatever took place right like they, they want to keep it hush oh, yeah, I don't want people point. going back there and saying hey you, you know let's go investigate if anybody else in this area is having problems I'm wondering if it's like an innate fear that they put into your brain to yeah. cause that so that you it's just a controlling mechanism you know I they, think they so, feed yeah. off of the fear the natural like self uh, well and some yeah. think that they
1: put you in a state of fear so they can get that adrenochrome and stuff right that that stuff in your blood that that gets them to feel more powerful and stuff and it's also like that old you know classic cartoon thing where it's like uh, remember when Peter Pan was, like, acting on Peter Pan, the Disney one? Mm-hmm. He was acting like he was, like, um, Captain Hook's voice. Oh, yeah. And he was doing that crazy voice, like, from afar. And I just pictured this as the same thing. That was a screen memory. Like, he was making something not real to them, you know? Yeah. And I think you see that in cartoons, too. It's like a, you see eyes and it looks all intimidating, but it's, like, shadowy and they can't see anything. They get up close and it's just a little mouse, like, just trying to be intimidating, right. you know? Yeah. So right. it scares off the bad guys. I think... Maybe there, maybe aliens. If there is aliens, whatever. I, I believe in aliens. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know what they are. But if they're small creatures, they're definitely a lot weaker than we look, we are. Yeah. So maybe they're trying to find ways to keep us in line without physically fighting us. I would say.
0: Yeah, it's just it's too bizarre though. It's it's almost like because um, you got to think he like, it, it didn't it wasn't just like he skipped time and ended up someplace like people witnessed him walking in.
1: Autopilot. On you know. autopilot or
0: like something <laughs> exactly. and when when you when you told that I just totally like pictured men in black, you know, like yeah. the the, the, no. the yeah. Well not just that but not yeah. the not the movie but like the the security camera footage of like these men in black dudes or creatures that are just like they seem like they're being controlled in a way. Mm-hmm. The way they walk, the way they hold themselves almost like they're, like, radio controlled in some weird way. Yeah, for anybody
1: who hasn't seen that, it's a pretty easy one to find. Just look up, like, Men in Black, walk into, like, up, walk up to a counter or something yeah. like that. You'll definitely see that video. It's, it's like the one where they're concerns. hustling that secretary. Yeah, He kind of walks up pulls and pulls out like, a gun, and, yeah. and he does, like, some
0: weird thing with his hand. Yeah, like and, a
1: weird mo- motion. Yeah.
0: yeah, and you know what's funny, too, is, um, not really funny, but, uh, she actually has a follow-up to that. The does person really- that got abducted, like, somehow, I don't I know how she know escaped, that. but she actually has a follow-up interview about... What took place after that? And she tried to find it. Pretty incredible. Like, yeah, it's. I mean, of course, anything in this day and age could be, you know, fake. But I mean, come on, they these people are like
1: seven feet tall. Yeah. That's yeah. another thing. It's Plus, like, they like they're hairless. Like, there's literally no hair on their on their AI-wide. faces or bodies, and looks a little bit unnatural. Like they're wearing some silicone mask or something. You know? They don't have like normal noses. It's yeah. almost like a reptilian nose. It's close to that. So yeah. weird. It's weird. Yeah, look that up. I know what I'm looking up after this for sure. I wanna see that follow up that you're talking about. (laughs) Very interesting, yeah. trucker one you guys, oh, guys we, I don't know I, like I said I went on the rabbit hole I'm like I'm lost in the sauce on this stuff so I'm gonna keep reading them too like after this podcast because it's insane I actually kind of wanted to be a truck driver at one point I thought it'd be kind of cool so until I started thinking about like all the like cliffs and valleys you'd have to take on the snow yeah I'm like nah I'm good but this one's called the shapeshifter. So many years ago, I was on a shift called the meet Intern. turn. This is where the driver that was domiciled out of the city will drive a load halfway to its destination, while the other driver that meets him halfway and brings the load where it is needed to be delivered. I had been doing this run for about several months, and I found out that I had to meet on point an hour before the other driver arrived. It was dark, and empty. it was an empty lot around 3 in the morning. It's always around 3 or 4 in the morning I yeah. swear. So since there was still just some time to kill, I decided to close my eyes and take a short nap. About 10 minutes into my nap, I was awakened by a barking dog. I tried to ignore it, but it carried on for about several minutes as it grew louder and closer. At this point, it became clear that he was trying to get to alert me of something that might be of danger, or he was trying to be a pain in the butt. So I sat up, I looked out my window, and what I saw left me motionless. Standing there, inches on the other side of the glass, was a man around 35 years of age. He was a large fellow, and he was just barking at me. Oh, my gosh. His eyes were crazy, and he was even frothing a little from his mouth. The sheer creepiness struck me, and gently, without making any sudden movements, I reached down and started my truck and slowly started pulling away. As I was doing so, he was chasing after me, much like you would see an, an angry dog still barking oh as it kept trying to chase a car, what pulling that? away. Needless to say, I don't take naps on the job anymore. <laughs>
0: oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. And
1: that was a credible one from Pride Transport again. So, I think, <laughs> dude, that guy was on some serious bath salts. <laughs> yeah. Or, no right? Or it was literally like, you know, there's stories about werewolves. Like, not or, just men, but actual werewolves. Shifting You know shape shifting yeah, It could have been Like a skinwalker, Like halfway changed You know like Going into that dog shape You know It's like what the heck Yeah either yeah. way I know I stuttered through that But that story was crazy Because I was stuttering Because so I was scared You know what I'm saying Yeah. It tough
0: I, I got a thing against barking dogs Anybody who knows me Like knows that I can't <laughs> I can't You know I'm, I'm more of a cat person I've had dogs and stuff And they're You know if they're well trained And they're well behaved That's fine But for the most part Like I just can't handle and so I can't handle like dogs that <laughs> just bark for hours and hours it's
1: usually there. the small dogs I'll call that out but yeah I but, but if, yeah,
0: yeah just seeing I, I just seeing like a dude like I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> you, know, you know what the scary part is, too, is like, uh, if, if it was just a, like a practical joke, which doesn't make any sense. Not at three in the morning. Yeah. Well, one at three in the morning, but the other thing is a lot of truck drivers carry. Right. And so... That's what like, I was thinking. You think of any sane person in their right mind would be like, what if he pulls out a gun? You know, if I'm just dicking around kind of thing, right? <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's like, a lot of truck drivers have, like, shotguns and things, and so, yeah. I don't know, this dude was, like you said, tripping, but I'm <laughs> sure, nonetheless, it would probably be super terrifying to see.
1: And it, obviously, was real enough to sound like a real dog, like, that's yeah. what he thought it was at first, and then seeing this, like, psycho, I just picture, like, a bald, like, psycho guy with, like, a small double chin, not a big double chin. And he's got, like, oh, he's got a couple extra necks with some warts and something. with the acoustics in the and, mark. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like a Yeah, I just picture that in, like, googly eyes, like, kind of looking like uh, Mr. Bean. You know what I'm saying? And he's, like, fropping. Yeah. He's like, yeah. going uh, I was going to do a Hook reference. This is, like, a Peter Pan reference. Yeah. Cover. Hook. 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 Because <laughs> <laughs> the dog's
0: barking. <laughs> Truck drivers. We're going to move on, but man, shout <laughs> yeah. out because I'm sure we'll, we'll probably come back around to yeah. another, some more of these stories. And I, My brother is a truck driver part-time. I okay. can ask him. He actually is one of the ones that wants to come on the show. He's got uh, quite a few stories and things, so um, it's just been tough trying to get get his time. But uh, Yeah, we'll get him one of these days. But yeah, shout out to the truck drivers. We appreciate you. If you have any stories, if you ever are a truck driver or have been or know of somebody and you've got something interesting to share,
1: please uh, email us. Yeah. Um, email Supernatural Station 5 at gmail.com. Yep. And uh, what, where are we going to go from here? you guys want to talk about uh, first responders? Is that what we're saying? I, I think, yeah, we transition. I into think that.
0: so. I think planes, trains, and automobiles kind yep. of thing. But, um, Perfect. But first responders came to my mind this evening because, well, one, I have family who was one, you know, first responders, saw a lot of crazy things, but first responders, if you think about it, they are the first ones that, you know, whether they're police or EMT or something there they deal with some of the stuff that you, most people can't handle, right? Right. Not even TV shows can, can put up, like, the reality of what some of these people go through. And so I just thought it'd be kind of interesting to kind of give a shout out, there's... First responder stories out there where they walk into homicides, suicides, and right. they, they see double entities, and someone's like blowing a scary air horn. There's a clown. Oh my outside. god! No way! That's, That's legit weird. right there. There's no, I'm not looking at <laughs> that. Window. There's no so way. Scary.
1: So I have a crazy story, you guys, uh, regarding uh, EMT. He's had 20 years experience, by the way, and he was a reputation of being a tough guy with a big heart, just trained other EMTs and stuff like that. So he's one of these guys you can definitely trust. This was back in 1981. He was an EMT for the New Hampshire area, actually volunteering with the fire department. And it was in New Hampshire, you know, there's a farming community right there. Um, There was a, an old farmhouse that had three elderly... It was two brothers... Or no, brother, sister, and a cousin that lived in this house. They were all elderly, like in their 80s or something. And, you know, sometimes they'd get calls because there was something going on, right? Being elderly, they had checkups and different things, different scares. And Mary was the, the sister, right? And she was probably the oldest of the three. Um, she was... Called in um, because she got frail and had osteoporosis and was admitted to her nursing home. But John, her brother, and then the cousin were left at the farm. And one day, the cousin who lived nearby was unable, unable to reach John by phone and became concerned. So he went to the farm and entered the house. He discovered that John was in an upstairs bedroom. He was unconscious, suffering from a stroke. He immediately called 911. Word of this trouble of the farm spread quickly, and soon sirens were blaring. There was people from other cities coming to help out, and it was kind of a big thing, and everybody sort of rallied together. But when he arrived, the the gentleman that was 20 years' experience and volunteering, he said he walked into the house, and he was told to hurry as the CPR was underway. As he entered the front hall, on his left was a sitting room, and in the room he noticed an elderly woman sitting in a rocking chair smiling back at him. He thought how happy and peaceful she looked and was a bit odd that given the fact of circumstances going on that her brother was having a stroke upstairs, right? But then he recognized her. He's like, oh, that was Mary. I've seen her before. Then they get John to the ambulance, transport him to the hospital where he was pronounced dead on arrival. As my boss was filling out his paperwork, the boss is the gentleman that saw what happened. Uh, He was filling out the report at the nurse's station. He made a comment to one of the staff and said, how sad it was that Mary was well enough to go home and that John had to die like that. The staff member gave him a look, a strange look, and asked him, what was he talking about? My boss said, how great Mary looked at the house. He was then informed that Mary passed away the day before at the nursing home and couldn't possibly have been at the farm.
0: Oh, wow. So, like, other EMTs uh, had already
1: dealt with Mary? So they all knew her because they have been getting calls from them quite a bit. She had osteoporosis, so... And it sounds like it was somewhat of a small town. Kind so like, of a frequent person yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. So she was there. Just just sitting in that rocking chair, just like watching the whole situation unfold. She was probably there to help, like, help him transition or something. Yeah. And it said he even described what she was wearing, including an oversized set of pearls and a pink flower dress to the staff. The dress was Mary's favorite dress, and he had no doubt that the pleasant elderly woman who gave him a warm smile was indeed Mary. Wow. It says, two days later, my boss and his then-girlfriend decided to attend the wake for John and Mary as Mary was the girlfriend's grade school teacher. As my boss walked into the funeral home, he gazed over to the coffin holding Mary and nearly fainted, for there was Mary wearing her favorite pink flower dress and the oversized pearl necklace, exactly the one she was wearing two days earlier at the farm. Um, I got chills from that. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah,
0: it's like he, he had to have, like, no, if he knew to, if I'm sorry, if he noticed the details, so it wasn't like a rush in and, like, see you at the corner of the eye kind of thing, right? Yeah. Because you hear a lot about that. You know, it's pretty common. They see something, and then they turn back, and it's gone. But this was like he, almost like he... Made the eye contact.
1: Yeah, she recognized him. Yeah. She, like, smiled and yeah. waved or something, you know? So,
0: but that's exactly what I'm talking about with these first responders because, <laughs> I, can, I mean, I'm sure a lot of them probably don't even want to tell the stories because, right. you know, the credibility or whatever, right? They don't want to seem crazy, but, but I mean, if if what's true when people are on their verge of, of death, uh, like, there, there's there got to be something going on. Yeah, during that transition, right? The thin yeah. veil. Like, you have yeah. a chance
1: to maybe do a goodbye real quick. Maybe that's what she was doing. Yeah. Maybe she was... Because she knew John was dying because he had a stroke and that was her brother, right? And so maybe yeah. she showed up. She's like, I'm dead, but give me a chance, God, to, like, say goodbye to my, my, my brother. And maybe that's what happened, you know? Yeah. Maybe they were going to go together. Who knows? But... Yeah, and if he wouldn't have said anything, like, oh, that was really cool seeing Mary there, you know? Yeah. They might not have even... Like, the other person would have responded and he would have never knew... anything was strange there at all I noticed it was 20 years like you know this guy's been retired so I'm sure he only told the story after he'd been retired you know
0: and that's what I'm saying I I think that there's a lot of stuff that goes on that they just you know they want to put a not very credible thing
1: for you know whoever they're working for yeah it's like oh you're the officer that sees ghosts you know or like and then they have to go through like a psych evaluation in those Mm -hmm. situations sometimes I think and well and I think it's just moreover it's like you know would you want... I wouldn't care because we're believers, you know? We, yeah. We know we, don't, we We think the world's stranger than it seems on the outside. But, like, other people, they, they don't want to hear this stuff, you know? Like, sometimes they're just maybe too scared, too, in their own world or something. So, if they hear that there's somebody that has these kinds of mindsets, like, are they going to trust them to, like, save them, you know? And stuff, yeah. Like, so maybe there's that, too. You know, oh, they're not sane enough to help me or something. But... Yeah, I mean, there's a... I don't know who the author is, but there was a, one of the, this author that was actually focusing on doctors that see paranormal, you know, situations happen, like, near-death, um, moments, and, or they'll talk to a patient that's about to die, and this patient's like, oh, there's my, there's my father coming to greet me and take me away, you know, that kind of stuff, and those stories are cool. Yeah, Yeah. like, I mean, a doctor, I didn't see a lot of those stories, but those kind of stories are really powerful, too.
0: Yeah, and there's stories, too, I mean, that's a little bit more on the kind of creepier side of, um, not just first responders, but morticians. Oh. There's a lot that goes on in a mortician where they've, you know, people like bodies have moved. Um, I, if we can find a story, it'd be awesome. But there was one where a security guard and a, and a mortician, like in a mortuary place, was um, they kept seeing uh, a corpse moving around. Like, we're Ooh, talking God. about, like, it was laying on this table or in this thing. Then they find it somewhere else. They come else. back, it's gone, then they find it somewhere else. It wasn't really moving around, but it was yeah. like, it was moving and then laying down again, and then moving, and then, but they would only see it in different places of this thing. Jeez, so that's the like,
1: classic scary movie where you're like, the dude, like, bends over, and then all of a sudden the body's, like, sitting up, and then he bends back over, and it's like, laying down.
0: You know, can you imagine, <laughs> though? Like, if you're a mortician, like, I'm sure dead is dead is dead, and probably 99.9% of the times dead is dead, but there's. There's always that one small fraction that you know this person is dead because you just autopsied him, but it takes a breath or no something, way. right? And it's like, I know that that sounds kind of out there, and it, it oh. might be, but there are there are accounts of morticians or mortuary places that are like, this person, you know, for some reason took a breath or it made a noise or, yeah. you know, something like a hand like fell off the table when it shouldn't have.
1: Something like that. Another tangent, but it reminds me of like you know in the old days where they used to bury people and they'd bury them with like a bell and a little rope because oh, like a lot of them would come back to life or like maybe they buried them alive like prematurely thinking that hey like they are dead but it was really just like a little they were in a coma or something yeah, yeah just like somebody got knocked the f out or something you actually <laughs> I saw really quick I saw a video um really really recently so it's weird we're talking about this now but yeah you know, Sean what you were just saying I've got to find it if I can find this video I'll, I'll share the link in. Our page under the YouTube page, but it's um, this. It's a security camera. You can tell it's night vision in a mortician room. The morticians are gone. There's just a body like sitting on a slab, and there's right. like a, a kind of sheet over top of him and stuff. And all of a sudden, you see him just like reach his hand up and like pull the like sheet off, and then he just like sits up for a second, and like turns and just like sits there for a while, and then just like kind of slumps over. Falls oh off the that one's not good. And Dude, I don't, I don't know, know if that one. guy was like pronounced dead, but maybe wasn't, or if it like reanimated for some weird reason for just a second. Like maybe like he came back to life for a moment. Yeah, maybe his soul like tried to get back in the body or something, or a demon or something. Oh, it's, it creeped me out, man. Yeah, yeah. But, I'll but, try to find that that's video. Kind of scary. Yeah, okay.
0: so like, yeah, not to get on tangents. But, <laughs> oh my gosh! But imagine like these are these are jobs that most of us don't. We we won't even fathom. Yeah. I mean, I've I've heard stories of uh, people. Uh, People that I know who have walked in on a domestic violence case or something tragic, or um, you know, somebody got stabbed. Yeah. I don't remember the exact details of what happened, but basically, walking in and you see you see the you see the incident, and then you also see like shadow figures around, like shadow entities moving around. So you put the two and two together, and you gotta wonder if like a lot of these domestic, like scary. You know, tried to murder somebody, or even potential like tragic to say, but people who take their life like these responders are seeing, kind of the other side. They're yeah. seeing either a malef- you know some kind of entity that might be a, a factor in this, but yeah, like evidence
1: of of yeah foul play exactly. Yeah, like something that's kind of egging on this person to stab their wife or whatever. You know, Oh pretty scary Gosh. stuff. There's a uh, stuff gets pretty
0: deep, more more so than people want to think about. But that's what the show is for. Yeah. The show is uh, to bring out, and we, we discuss the things that people don't people really want to talk about.
1: And Wasn't there a story, Rome, which, again, we're like, we delve deep in these podcasts because we love it. Like, it's this is it. You know, this is so much fun. But there was a story, I think it was on, I think it was on Wes Germer's show, Sasquatch Chronicles, but it was the one where there was that um, police officer that was, and he didn't tell his story until he retired too, but how he pulled over, and then there was like a Bigfoot that like came to his, his car. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was, like, on the passenger side, and mm-hmm. then, like, it was, it, like, moved his truck or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, he wouldn't say that until later, but, like, that was a huge defining moment for him. He's literally by himself, and, like, around two or three in the morning again, in a yeah. desert street, and this, literally, yeah. Bigfoot came and terrorized him, like. Yeah, know. I remember one that's a highway patrol guy, and he mm-hmm. may remember this one, similar. too. And he, uh, and he pulls somebody over who was, like, swerving all around and stuff, and The car was, I remember the story that the car was jam-packed with stuff, like somebody was moving. You know when you have like a little car and you don't have a truck and everything's piled in there? Yeah. You're driving cross-country or something to your new place. It was something like that, and that's what the cop was, and this, at the time, I remember the story was that the cop was new on the job, so he was like a new uh, highway patrolman. So his training is really fresh, and so he knows exactly what to do and how to approach a car and all this kind of stuff. Which, by the way, I've seen people approaching cars, you know, officers, and I I can get in in their heads and how scary that would feel to be coming up because you never know who you're dealing with inside the car and what they're capable of. But I just remember, um, so so he starts getting this really really scary scared feeling, like a fight or flight feeling, as he's starting to approach this car. Mm -hmm. And the guy like is sitting in the car as he's turning the corner and the window's down. He did roll the window down, but the guy's just like ten and two and looking straight. And as he starts turning and looking at him, he's trying to, hey sir, you need to do you understand why I pulled you over? Um, can you can you show me your, your ID, your license, your registration, all that stuff? And the guy's just not responding at all to him. And as he's turning and starting to get around the corner, he, like, sees this huge smile, like this giant, unnatural grin on the guy's face, like this biggest grin yeah. and the blackest of black eyes. And he's like, it was the scariest moment in my life. The guy, the, whatever that entity was made me feel gross and scared as all get out. And he's like, I literally, once I saw that huge grin and the guy not responding Just got to in me, the car. I went back to my patrol car and I literally left. I didn't, yeah, I didn't, no he, way. He's like, I didn't do the proper thing. I didn't report it. I didn't put it in, in any database. It's not like, worth your life on that one. I don't know what that is. Yeah, but he you know? said it smelled... I remember he said that the inside of the car smelled like rotting meat. Ew. And the thing had the whitest, pale skin. So was like
0: something that was like... In, in, like some... It's like a corpse, but it was like something yeah. controlling the
1: corpse or something, right? Yeah, I don't know. or like the grinning man. We were kind of talking about that off air for a little bit, something like that. Probably just yeah. yeah. I think I think personally, that was like a manifestation, like of demonic in this guy, you know, mm-hmm. and waiting for somebody else to switch into or something, maybe. Yeah, and maybe that cop was a perfect. Well, he jumped to. He's like, man, this there's something fishy about this car. It's kind of a busted car, and like, yeah, maybe I'll find that like evidence of drugs, like you know, all this stuff. But when he actually gets up there, just that immense like heart drop feeling of just fear Wow. um and he's like oh, i haven't trained for the stuff i've done he was a new cop but he'd done other stuff you know and seen other scary situations but he's like that and and then by the way when he was telling the story it was like after he was retiring and so he had been on the job for years and years and years and this is one that stuck with him so whatever that thing was was probably something that he shouldn't have been messing with you know
0: of creepy stories out there uh first responders morticians police officers highway patrolmen truckers i'm sure there's uh pilots are probably another one i'm sure that pilots. there's pilots bermuda triangle there's all kind of i didn't
1: mention our, our uh conductors as well. no conductors no, you yeah, yep. see dead bodies and stuff all the time that are tragic
0: yeah 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 so um I did, I did want to read a, another one um, in just a moment, but before that, before I get to that, there's uh, this is a little bit more common in today's society and, and, and maybe I'm crazy and, and it's fine, if, uh, but just hear me out on, on this, because it's a theory that I've had for two years
1: it's welcome to the crazy around here, so we're good. Yeah,
0: it gets kinda knee deep and, and it might it might upset some people but in and today we you know, we live in the COVID, post covid era that I believe is gonna go down and history is gonna change everything's changed the course of the world, not only for the visible but I think for also some of these Uh, supernatural things going on. This leads into a theory that uh, I haven't heard. If somebody else has heard this, I apologize, but this came directly out of my own head during the time of COVID when people started wearing masks and stuff and all that stuff was going on. And for some reason in my head, I started thinking and tying this together with like reptilians, right? So we've talked about reptilians on the show before. And I guess for some reason in my head, I started thinking about, okay, what could be a supernatural reason for this? And, and not only from the time of COVID, but even right now, like the masks are kind of done away with, right? Like the the facts are the facts. It doesn't stop the transmission of COVID. It right. never did. It right. might help saliva, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, is why are people still wearing them? I saw one today at Taco Bell. He, I had saw one. Hat, he had a hat just like that, totally covered. And he had a mask that only showed his eyes. Oh the entire gosh. thing was, was like completely covered with a mask. And I started thinking about this, not just today, but couple of years ago that if there are reptilians, which I believe there are, there are another hybrid brace or something that may be underground, this would be a perfect opportunity for them to be able to basically come out into more society. And I think that they have a different structure of their mouth. I think yeah. that they have... Yeah, it's the op- big open mouth I think I've got, got a different kind of uh, mouth structure going on where that would be a perfect way to get these creatures out in society and totally
1: I like... think that's one of the reasons they they call them reptilians is because if you look at like an iguana's mouth or you look at like a, a snake mouth it just has this weird kind of like weird greenish thing going on to it and it's this very long weird looking mouth yeah. you know and I don't mean to no let take you over good. but but no you're I, you're onto to something and it's weird because when I was at the liquor store today as well dude with my hat again same kind of hat and a mask with long hair White hair.
0: Yeah, it's like they want to cover absolutely And he was like everything. looking around, kind of like... So, like, I mean, I just started thinking, I'm like, you know, if there is some kind of a hybrid or kind of a mutant race or reptilian that, you know, if, if they were out in public and, and the, this could tie into people who've seen like those kinds of mouths on people, right? Yeah. It would be the perfect time for for basically just saying, well, just wear a mask and you can basically come out in society and yeah. do whatever. Actually,
1: we had um, one of our earlier podcasts, I think it was episode five, maybe um we were talking about um aliens trying to conceal themselves as humans you know yeah. i think i think it was one where I, I might have been by myself on that one but yeah there was some stories like that you know people wearing these obviously fake wigs and sunglasses the mm-hmm. thickest sunglasses you can imagine you know and now like you're saying if you had a mask on too like uh and all, and literally just seeing little little tiny bits of skin yeah. you know and and your ears are kind of covered cuz you got like this weird wig that's well, covering the this, ears well this this ties in <laughs> but my um, uh, a co-worker I used to work with. Her name was Lindsay. She told me a story about her and her brothers just real quick. They were in Arizona. And there was this really creepy girl that was like a... She would always wear gardener stuff. Like she'd wear a gardener outfit like, you know, with the weird gloves and like the stuff on her elbows and like an apron type thing and like full shirt, like almost like long sleeve. You know, it's hot outside. And then she'd wear like a gardener hat and like kind of hide her face, like sunglasses. But it was before the mascara. Yeah. And she was walking and she would just walk around the neighborhood sometimes. And... They said it, they would just get so weirded out by her because she walked like a cartoon, like it wasn't like a normal walk. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it was like very scary. like it was like very like this. Yeah. And so when she I walked, so we're laughing. But if you see that in real life, I'd I'm be scared. Up. It was like she was walking like this. And so one time, her brothers were driving with a friend of theirs, and they were driving to the neighborhood. And they saw her, and they just said, "That's an alien." They just said, no. One of the friends said, "That's scary. an alien." Right when out they said that Out loud But the windows were, d- were up So sure, she yeah. shouldn't have heard it Right And she was like Two streets down And they're like That's that alien lady I think is what they said and When they said that It just stopped And it looked at them And so I'm like Dude maybe that was A real reptilian lady Like a real alien and She's like wow, so creepy wow, story yeah.
0: Well you know just <laughs> It was just a, a Thought in my head That took place And it has never left Great oh, theory Call me crazy I'm fine with being called Whatever you want to call me But it's just It, it doesn't it, it's, There's just something not right either somebody's got something to hide or you know I don't know i not make sense of it other than hey this would be a good opportunity for you know like a reptilian with a weird looking mouth to be able to basically come out more and and never have to worry about well
1: I'd venture to say that yeah them, that people still wearing that is still kind of a little crazy in my mind, you know. So, hey, it, there's different kinds of crazy out there. All right, guys. I think that's going to be the end of it. I appreciate the stories. These were some fun stories. Thanks for being here with me, guys. To the listeners, I really appreciate your guys' listenership. Thanks for sticking it out. We hope you enjoyed some of these interesting and weird and crazy stories. If you have uh, some suggestions for stuff that we can cover next time, write them into us. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube, obviously, at the comments down below. Supernaturalstation5 at gmail.com and yeah we just hope you enjoyed it we hope that you're you're here you're probably you know interested in some of these same topics and so that's that's why we're here we've got some cool live interview stuff coming up that i actually haven't even told my brother about so like i said we're on another podcast we'll share it on our links on instagram so if you guys follow us on instagram that's where we can share that link um for the other podcasts that we're on so it was a cool humbling experience really fun to be a part of it so yeah um thank you so much tune in next time appreciate you